Internet Safety Day, February 8th. But it's something that should be on the minds of parents, kids, everyone, every day. And to share with us what you need to know and what is going on, I have Phyllis Tonkin, an investigator with Knoxville Police Department's Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, and Tom Evans, who is also an investigator with Knoxville Police Department's Internet Crimes Against Children. Love having you. Always love to see you both. And I always admire the work that you do. So let's talk about Internet crimes against children and how often do they happen? Very often. What types? You have everything from child pornography to distribution, possession of child pornography, uh, production of child pornography, or just some of the ones that we deal with on a daily basis. And so do you have tips that come in? Actually, what happens is the electronic service providers are mandated by federal law that if they come across any type of child pornography, they have to report that to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. At that point, what they do is they filter it down by state and by region, the different cyber tips. So cyber tips are come to Knoxville, and our supervisor, what he'll do is divvy those out per county or to our affiliates. And then at that point in time, we start looking into these different cyber tips that come in in regards to the production. and well, We also do some online enticement cases. So those come in as well. So sometimes service providers will come across particular messaging that's troublesome where there's an enticement of a minor for uh, sexual activities or to meet. And plus we do some of our own proactive uh, undercover investigations in that regard. Of course, those are time intensive. We don't do a lot of those, but we do a few every year just to uh, make sure that we're in those areas where we know predators are going to be. And you say we, there's a small group of you and there's a large group of them out there, it seems. Correct. And we've, we've got three investigators, three computer examiners in our office. And again, there's a lot of casework. Uh, to be done. We we assist with a lot of uh, cases outside our jurisdiction as well, uh, helping uh, smaller jurisdictions and other jurisdictions that don't have the training and uh, equipment to do computer exams. They they bring a lot of that material to our office. Seems like it would be a long process. It's a lengthy process. It's not one that we can put somebody behind bars immediately. We have to actually put the individual that's behind the keyboard, behind the keyboard in what they're actually either trying to get a child to send them nude images or anything of that nature. Tom, how long have you been with Internet Crimes Against Children? 22 years. 22 years. Yes, ma'am. And were you guys a task force back then, or were you just one single person? We were one single person in 99, and I think in 2000 is when we actually formed our task force proper, where we had, I think, four, four individuals assigned. And about how many cases do you think you've worked on over the years? I mean, that's hard to say. I, I, individually, um, anywhere from 20 to 30 cases a year, but they're also assisting other agencies with their casework. So computer forensics, uh, I can't even really give you a number on that. We do a lot of work for other agencies, especially uh, Homeland Security. We assist them a lot. And uh, over the years, I, I bet we do 15, 20 exams for them yearly in computer forensic work. Uh, or what? what is usually the outcome of these cases? Well, usually, I mean, the outcome for a investigation that has some decent solvability factors, I mean, we usually identify our suspect in every case uh, that I've been involved in. We've been successful with a prosecution, uh, whether it's a state prosecution or a federal prosecution. And in many of the cases, we, we end up identifying real victims. 
So in a lot of our child pornography cases, we we feel reasonably certain that there's going to be a hands-on offense by our offender. So we're always always looking for that. I don't know that we were looking for that early on. I think when we first started the task force, it was all about identifying your suspect and putting together the evidence and putting together your case for a successful prosecution. But I think after about five or six years, we, we come to realize that we've got child victims in these homes and uh, it, it's become more uh, victim-oriented now. So we want to identify the victims of hands-on offenders uh, as we do our child uh, pornography investigations. And about how many cases do you think you've worked on over the years? Hundreds. Hundreds. About, yeah, hundreds. Internet crimes. Is it getting more serious? I think it's more serious. I mean, it's more prevalent. Every child has a phone. I mean, at an early age, the Internet's not regulated, really, so they have access to all kinds of material and certainly people that are interested in kids and sexually exploiting kids, they have access to children. Uh, They have more access to children. And so any of the social networking sites, gaming sites, et cetera, um, can be a problem. I mean, just can be a problem. You know, the biggest thing I think for parents to realize is you've got to really be engaged with your child. Sometimes you've got to be a nosy parent, I believe, but it'll pay off in the long run. And we've had a lot of cases that have come in and and identified uh, some really bad individuals by parents going through their child's account and, and seeing some inappropriate contact and reporting it. And from the unit I used to work in, it was physical and sexual abuse. And I think that when you think about pornography, you think of just a picture. But when I moved to this unit, now it is a picture with the abuse on top of it. And it's some of the worst abuse that you could ever imagine to children that are, as Tom said, very, very young, a couple of weeks old, to anybody that's up to 17, 18, even somewhere in between that age. So it's it's difficult to see it, but we have been blessed in order to be able to actually do this and to have, I guess, the ability to be able to be the voice for those kids that have lost their innocence. And that's kind of our main our main goal. And then there's also sexting. If a child's at a point where they're going to take nude pictures of themselves, then you're at a trouble spot. That line's been crossed. We've seen kids um, attempt to commit suicide because they get images out there, and now they're being sextorted. They're being asked and told if they don't provide more or more graphic material, it's going to end up in, uh, sent to all their friends and their school and their church and their family. And so it's really devastating for children. It's just so easy, I think, with that phone just to take that picture and they don't see the consequence of what they're doing until it's too late. That's a hard lesson to learn. Seems stay on your kids, stay on their phones as well. Yeah, and it's tough to do as a parent. I think uh, you don't want to alienate your children, but at the same time, uh, you've, you've got to protect them and you've got to be a parent. I think trying to be your kid's best friend sometimes is probably not the way to go. What is the toughest case you've had to work on? I, I think just the there's been one or two cases where the, the age of the child and, and the, the abuse was just really severe. It, it's just the age of the kids. I mean, they're, they're very, very young children. So that, I think that's a constant for me that age of the kids are, it seems that we see, uh, are getting younger. And, and some are, I mean, really young. I'll just leave it at that. What can we do to put a stop to it? Or how can people help you do your jobs? 
I think the biggest way is for parents to be more vigilant in checking the children's cell phone. I know you they don't want to do that because they think that it's breaking privacy or getting into their business. But if you don't know what your child's doing, they are more likely to be a victim of a crime like this. I believe it's one in six children have shared a nude image, and 50% of those kids didn't even know who those who those people are that they're sharing this information with. So if, if the parents aren't aware of what's going on, then their kids are going to be doing things that could put them in a very vulnerable situation. And as we wrap up talking about internet safety, anything else people need to know? One of the first things you need to know is that if you suspect that your child is acting differently or you notice them on the phone a little bit more, uh, you need to check their phones. You need to do that very vigilantly. And also you need to report it. We won't know that something's going on if you don't report it. And you can always report it to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Um, Be a part of your child's life. Let them know that you want to be a part of it and understand what's going on with them. Because if you don't know what's going on, this is when they become victim. We're talking internet safety, but we're talking crimes, internet crimes, and possible jail time. If they are producing or they are distributing at that point in time, they can be charged. And I don't think a lot of the kids um, in our society, in our community, understand that what they are doing is illegal. And if we don't get this word to them, they may be prosecuted, depending on what the district attorney determines. But it's going on in our community, and what we need to do is we need the parents to help us stop it. Otherwise, back to the the old saying that they are going to be victim, and that's why we and our task force are here to try and be the ones that um, are the voice for those that have lost innocence. And when we're talking kids and passing nude photos, nude pictures, sexual acts. You ought to be careful with that because that happens a lot. Part of this is driven by the district attorney as well. I mean, that they have to be willing to prosecute cases and we have to be able to investigate them. So what would concern us is that if we were going to be prosecuting every kid that took pictures of themselves and sent, I mean, we might as well just put all 380-some-odd police officers on that because we're not going to be able to get to it all because it's that prevalent. Well, we appreciate the work that you all are doing. Phyllis Tonkin, Tom Evans with Knoxville Police Department's Internet Crimes Against Children. Where can people go for more information? You can go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children Cyber Tip Line, and there is all kinds of information, statistics, uh, who you can call, and you can actually make a online referral if you do know somebody uh, that is in any type of situation like this.